big warm welcome to you. This is the Aware Parenting Podcast with Lael Stone and Marion Rose, PhD. We have juicy conversations about things that matter in parenting and life. We're exploring all that Aware Parenting has to offer from many different angles, and we are so glad that you're here. Hello and a big warm welcome to you. My name's Marion Rose. And I'm Lael Stone. Are we doing a little check-in today? <laughs> Did I? We both just paused. <laughs> and hi, welcome to our really professional podcast. Uh, how are you, Marion? Let's check in. How are you doing? I'm almost well after being so not well for so long. And I, oh my gosh, you know, when you've, I find when I've had physical symptoms for some while, the absolute joy of actually just feeling well and comfortable in my body is like the most wonderful thing I can even possibly imagine. So I'm mm-hmm. just, ah. <sighs> I've got energy and I feel actually joyful and I'm so grateful. That's that's it. it. Really does remind you to to be grateful for your body, doesn't it? There's nothing like when you when it's not feeling good to make you go, oof. I should really not take that for granted. Yes. However, in my uh, Marion Method mentoring training the other day in the call, they're all like, oh, my God, your face looks so clear. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm just sitting this, you know, it's nice light here and, you know, the daylight. And they're like, no, you're always sitting there. And, th- and I did look at my face and there is something about doing a lot of crying and a lot of processing, isn't it, that our, our faces look clear, same for our children. I really remember that with my mm. kids when they were little is like when they were doing lots of crying with loving support and they it's like that radiance and that mm. luminescence that, that radiates from us it's so powerful so mm. grateful for the inner work it is well I think after our podcast last week talking about the inner work because we were both stuck right <laughs> in the crap of work <laughs> and then I had massive shifts massive shifts as well <laughs> and I feel and I feel different and I look different and I'm like ah oh, there is just there is something and it was a beautiful reminder to just keep leaning in really isn't it you know it is powerful it's uncomfortable and nobody wants to do it but gosh it's powerful when you say yes to to leaning in I think we need to have like a little bumper sticker or something <laughs> like it's powerful no one wants to do it but <laughs> do it anyway yeah. yep Right. Lean in, You'll lean in, everyone. That you did. <laughs> yes. Yes. Totally, oh, totally. How are you, lovely Leo? Yes, I'm good. Well, I've worked through my crap too in this last little week, and so that feels you did great. yours in a week, and I mine was like three months. <laughs> yeah, but I, I am a fast action person. You, you know, you know this about me. The Aries in me who just lays like, right, let's do it. I like to do things fast, and so if I'm going to process, I'm like, come on, let's go. You know, and so usually I move it quickly um not always sometimes it you know needs to slow down a bit but yeah that's my that's kind of my process let's get in get out move it do it that's how I cook as well my husband's like Lael there's no love in your food you need to go slow you need to like you know and I'm like I haven't got time for the love in the food like anyone out there who's a foodie's probably like oh no Lael don't do that but we have this running joke in our family if someone's coming over for dinner and I'm like well who wants to cook do you want to cook or shall I cook and he goes well do we want people to feel the love then I'll cook <laughs> I'm like okay husband and then he takes five hours to make a meal and uses every bowl in the house but his food's beautiful there is no doubt but in my defense I go you know what when you've been a parent for 22 years and how many goddamn meals have you had to make and when you've got little people and you need food on the table in 15 minutes I am the master of a 15 minute meal I tell you if you need something nutritious and wholesome in 15 minutes I can smash it out like no man's business and put it on the table so I'm very good at that right if there's hungry people but 
yeah, the other part, not so much. Anyway. I remember when, talk- whenever we've met up and you've come here generally for our various projects that we've mm. been doing and I'm always like, oh, no, no. And then I remember you're, you're like me and that like, actually we just get the dips and the things and we're just like, and a bit of chocolate and, you know, nice. We're good to go. We're like, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <"You."> totally. <laughs> yes, totally. We all have different loves in our life. I know people who are real foodies and love it. And I so celebrate that. It's not my, not my jam. I'd happily just eat simple stuff, you know, and, uh, and survive on that. Anyway, this <laughs> podcast. About feelings, not about food. Yeah, no, but we love feelings, don't we? That's because we spend all our time <laughs> talking about feelings, sharing our feelings, listening to other people's feelings. Oh, so yeah. That's that's the priority. Food, yeah, so, yeah. Food just fuels us. Yeah. There we go. All right. What well, today, though? <laughs> we're going to talk about inner authority, which I think is such a really powerful um, one to talk about. Which I know we've both kind of connected on and said, yes, let's let's definitely talk about this because it's something that I think we've both learned to develop over the years through that aware parenting lens, and it's something that pops up a lot with people we work with with that doubt of is this right? Should I do this? That kind of stuff. So we really wanted to talk today about what inner authority is of our own inner work and our own inner knowing because I think this is such a fundamental piece of working with the we're parenting or raising our kids consciously. So where should we begin, Marion? Because I think this is a good juicy topic. Oh, well, yeah. Shall we start off with inner authority in parenting? Because I think what I have found, I'm sure you have too, is that that often when people come to aware parenting, there is this whole, you know, we bring our own conditioning. I did too. We all did it. We bring our own conditioning to it, which is, you know, from this culture that there's a right way and a wrong way and that someone else knows the right way and the wrong way and I need to get it right. And if I don't, I'm I'm bad and I should and I'm guilty and all the things. Oh, you, she's taking a picture. Um, <laughs> um, and... And so, you know, there's that whole mentality, which then we kind of bring to this approach, which doesn't really work so well, because it's so much, it's it's not that at all. I mean, there isn't a wrong and a right. And when we're doing that, and we're, we're still searching for the someone else who knows, and who's going to tell us whether we're doing it wrong or right, we're still, we're, we're basically coming from younger parts in our conditioning. And of course, when we're learning, it's really helpful to learn from people who've traveled the journey longer. But I often find that this is a particular process in aware parenting where increasingly parents start to trust themselves. They start to go, oh, there isn't actually a right or wrong. And they actually start to really experience a more embodied version of aware parenting. And what I love about it is that, and as we go on, we don't, we don't go on about, we talk about a lot is that it's really about an experiment. Mm. It's really about, I always like to say is that first of all, it's listening to ourselves. The first question is always, does this resonate with me? Does this whole philosophy resonate? Which I imagine those of you are listening, it resonates enough that you're listening or maybe you're new to it and you're kind of still tuning in. Does does this actually resonate with me? If it does resonate enough, then we start trying it out. We, we learn and we, and we, you know, we read the books or you listen to the podcast or whatever it is. And then the whole process is actually observing your child. So observing a child, you know, what happens perhaps if you think they need to have a big cry and instead of distracting them or whatever you might normally do, listen to their big feelings and you listen lovingly and you offer empathy and they come out the other side and then the thing is that we can really observe so you can observe all these things you can observe their eye contact and how relaxed they are in their muscles and whether they're 
you know, whether they're agitated or not, whether they're able to sit still and concentrate, how they sleep that night, whether they're waking up a bazillion times. There are so many clear observable things that we can uh, we can really see. So that's the wonderful thing about aware parenting. And through observing, can see actually, ah, yes, you know, I can see a difference. This actually listening to feelings did actually help them. They're actually happier and calmer and more cooperative. And then you can start, you know, learning more and more things like, you know, we talk about the balance of attention and you understand these core parts of the philosophy, then you can actually play with it and experiment because it's really about the experiment. We actually cannot really get it by just reading a book or listening to a podcast and going and doing it. It's so much about the trying out and seeing what happens and playing and playing with, okay, what happens if I do some attachment play here or what happens if I offer a loving limit and observing and then coming back to ourselves again and going, okay, so given I did this and I observed that, how do I, how do I feel now in my body? Is this still a yes for me? Is this resonating? Or what would I do next time? Or, you know, that didn't quite go the way I wanted it to. So rather than judging ourselves, you know, I did that wrong. I did that right. It's like, it becomes much more of an ongoing experiment where we are our own authority because only we're the ones that are there day to day to day doing the attachment play or offering the loveliness or listening to the crying. We're the ones who actually know what's going on. And yes, of course, we need to understand enough of the philosophy and the theory and the practices, but it's the, the true journey comes from that inner exploration and that inner authority that comes from that process. Yes, that was a beautiful spiel. Oh, yes, so totally. It's it's you 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 spot on. And as you're talking, what I'm thinking about is how often in our world we've been taught the absolute opposite of learning to trust that you know authority and observe and watch and question and all those kind of things. And I really step back to that. You know, when we're little children, we all have that connection or intuitive sense within us, and yet often when we say something, and I, I usually talk about this a lot in my courses, is that when we uh, when there is an adult who's upset right? Perhaps they're angry, they're frustrated, they're sad, something. Children, because we're we're really always about that attunement to who is our attachment figure here, will often go up to an adult and go, are you okay? Are you okay, mommy? Are you okay, daddy? Now, so often we've been taught to, you know, children are children and don't share with what's going on. And we say, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. But we're actually not fine. And so what happens in that moment is the child is sensing, hey, uh, you know, you feel off to me, yet you're telling me that you're okay. So does that mean that I'm wrong, right? Does that mean my gut is telling me that there's something wrong here? And for me, because I was a super highly sensitive little person who who really tuned into everyone all the time, probably too much, I was constantly reading everybody in my family of who's okay, who's not, what's going on. And because I played the good girl role, I was trying to make it okay for everybody. So my senses of attunement to people and their feelings are super, right? I can always just feel what is happening or what's going on. And you so say there was often mixed messages going on because part of me is like, I know there's something not right here as a little person, yet I'm being told it is fine. And that can often happen, you know, perhaps if there's um, relationship troubles or there's financial worries or someone is ill and that kind of stuff. And I often say to parents, we are far better off being honest, saying, I am really sad and I'm going to go and speak to a friend because that helps me or I'm worried at the moment about 
um, some work or some money, but that we are going to take care of it. And it absolutely for the child helps them go, okay, yes, my inner knowing, my inner authority was saying, yeah, there's something off here. And now you're actually saying I was right. Then I almost, they can actually rest in themselves on some level because what their intuition was telling them was correct. Therefore, they're not having them to battle, well, am I okay, am I not? And this is often what happens when then kids grow up not being able to trust their gut or lean into what they know because we've been conditioned out of it. And that can often start in the home. It is in our education system. It's in our medical system. It's in most of our big systems, which is we will tell you how it should be. Um, And we learn to just give our power over to that. And, you know, I think one of the most powerful things we can do is we learn to trust our own inner authority as a parent is coming back to what we are modeling to our children as well and getting them to learn into trusting their gut or their inner knowing as well, because that is one of the most powerful things we can do for our children is to get them to lean into what is their inner knowing. And, you know, we're parenting so beautifully facilitates this because we are not making anything they feel wrong. We are saying you are angry or you are sad or you're upset and we're welcoming those feelings. So already we're setting a foundation that says, hey, how are you feeling? There's nothing wrong with it and we're not going to judge you for it. We're just, we're allowing you to feel it and express it so you can move it. So we're already starting from a, a place where we're not telling them, don't be upset or don't be silly or, you know, don't cry. We're actually just saying, yes, feel all these feelings. They are just feelings and you can let them go. So we're coming from a place where there's a lot more, I guess, connection to the inner self and the knowing because we are creating space for all those beautiful feelings. So I think it's really important as an adult that if you're listening to this right now and go, yeah, like my my inner authority is really off because I, I don't know and it doesn't feel okay and I keep outsourcing to go, is this right? Then, of course, as always, big breath of compassion in for yourself because odds are you were probably modeled not to trust yourself, not to trust your inner knowing, not to um, speak what your inner knowing was. Odds are you were probably shown that, you know, keep coming to all these other people for the right way or the wrong way to do it. And so always we start with, well, what was I modeled around this and where has that been for me and where does that sit in my life now and what would it look like if I did start to trust my inner authority? What would that feel like? Now that could feel quite scary as well. But I think it's important, or as always with everything we talk about, is to have no judgment for ourselves and to be curious around, well, what was I modeled around this? And, you know, what have been what has been my life experience of this? And and therefore, where is that placing me right now as a parent, you know, in this bigger picture? Yes, I love that. And I love what you said as well about all those systems. And we did a podcast a while ago about change, what do we call it? Changing the system, something like that, because these systems are actually set up to remove our own authority. People who are searching outside for the answers or for the for the right or wrong answer are much easier to sell stuff to for example you know so <laughs> there's there's some really good reasons why those systems are set up and if we think about that word authority as well if you think about authoritarian parenting for example I mean, it's so much about not trusting children again we've, we've done another episode on trust it's like not trusting that children, all the things that we say in a way parenting, that children are incredibly wise beings. You know, babies are really wise. They know how to heal. They know how to sleep. They know all the things. But our culture is set up to not trust any of those things. So, again, exactly as you said, Lau, it's so normal and natural for us to 
to do all of these things and to outsource and to believe there's a right and a wrong and to be scared uh, that we might be getting it wrong and to be constantly kind of questioning ourselves again mm. the the education system most of it apart from your school um <laughs> sets up you know that there's a right and a wrong answer and that the teacher knows the right and the wrong answer and anything that we might say no we need to be scared because we might get yeah. the test wrong or you know, all of that stuff so again it is really normal and natural to come into something like a web parenting with all those things in place Yes. And, you know, we're really here to invite you to to actually just keep on listening to yourself. And actually, I always say, and I've been saying this for 20 years to people, like, if you if you just because you read something eaten in Alita's book or anything I say to you, please never, ever do something if it doesn't resonate with you. Please do not think, oh, you know, that's, you know, someone's telling me to do something. No, if it really doesn't resonate, I would absolutely just invite and anything we ever say on the podcast, it doesn't resonate please listen to yourself because yes. that's the only thing we can really know yes. listening to ourselves and, and observing our child and seeing what their behavior shows us. That's all we can listen to in parenting. 100%. We, can, we can read a bazillion books. We can listen to podcasts. We can do all the courses, but actually it's all about that reflection. When we, when we hear those things and then we reflect back because that's all what we're seeing, isn't it? We're seeing our own wisdom being reflected outwards yes. information that we perhaps don't know but we resonate with and that's what we listen to isn't it it's like as you listen to us speak sometimes you might go uh, yes and it's because it resonates with something in you that you already know that you perhaps just didn't know that you know and other times you might go yeah no that's not really fit for me well that's mm. that's so wonderful my gosh yes. because that's what we need in this world is people who listen to actually what you know what our bodies tell us what our wisdom tells us that's the most powerful thing that we have in yes I I love that you say that whenever I do a talk um and I do a lot of talks you know for for parents and groups and schools and stuff like the very first opening line once I say thanks for all coming (laughs) like it's it's awesome that you're here is my first invitation is to listen to everything I say and take it with a grain of salt. Does it resonate with you? You are the best authority on your child. And people are often like, oh, and I'm like, just because I'm up here saying this doesn't mean it's true for you. It's just what I've learnt and my experience and my study, but, you know, you are the best authority on your child. And I think at the end of the day, whether it's a doctor or a teacher or an OT or just anybody who's who's got a recommendation for you take and go yeah thank you I'll take that on board and then really tune into how does this feel for me because everybody thinks they have the answer this is what often cracks me up right depending on what modality you work in and the way you view the world you're going to go this is the way to do it or that's the way to do it and there is no right one way right everybody's got their lens of what they look through what they think and so I think it is so important to be discerning and go yeah I like this bit don't like that bit this is how it is and every family Family is unique. So find the bits that resonate for you, I think is so important. And I mean, I'd really love to share when I first started with parenting, as you know, if you've been listening to this podcast, I didn't know anyone who was doing it. I'd read Aletha's first book and convinced my best mate to read it as well. So I had someone to talk to. And there was a lot of oh, is this working? Is this not? I don't know. And a lot of that kind of watching and seeing and looking for feedback from my child and my husband and I having discussions and him going, are you sure this is okay? I'm like, I don't know. But I think my gut says yes. So let's keep going. 
And it was in, I didn't have the tribe of people then to actually ask really. So it really, I was made on some level to be super curious myself and just watch and observe and see what happened. And I think you brought up a point before, which is so important is that we're scared to get it wrong. Here's, here's the bottom line. You're going to mess up. Like as a parent, there's no perfect, there's going to be stuff where is not going to feel great maybe for your child or for you. And, and, but then there's always the possibility of repair, which is amazing, but there is no perfect. And so to be able to be as present as possible with what you're doing and then watch and be curious and, and look for that feedback is your best guide here, is your best beautiful guide. And then perhaps when you do go, oh, I'm, I'm seeing this thing and I don't actually know how to work with it, maybe that's when you ask somebody for what have you seen that and, you know, what can you do? And I, really that is how I contacted you, Marion, all those years ago because I'd been doing aware parenting with my bubba and then she got to about 10 or 11 months and she just stopped crying. And I was like, hang on, what's what's going on here? Because, you know, you were having such beautiful releases and she was sleeping well and all of a sudden she just wouldn't, you know, release and she was distracting herself. And I was like, hang on, this book doesn't say what to do next. I don't know what to do here. And that's how I reached out to you. And I was like, what do I do? And you really helped me to just understand this next kind of level perhaps of her development or needing a little bit of um, you know, resistance for her or just looking more closely at what maybe some of those control patterns were to just give me that beautiful guidance to go, ah, here's another level. And so I think it's always powerful to have um, people who have walked before us to actually say, yeah, these are some beautiful things to do. And I'm a big fan of having having mentors and, you know, I, I'm a big fan of doing an apprenticeship with anything I lean into because I'm like, I will want to soak up everything that I can know from you. But I think the difference here is about learning, taking the pieces that resonate and learning to trust how it looks in your family because every family is unique and different and there is not one right way to do it. So I think it's um, they're beautiful, powerful places to feel into. And what I love is, you know, when you're saying that, I was thinking about, you know, having mentors and learning and, and gathering information that doesn't, that, that's not mutually exclusive with inner authority. It's all part of that journey because... You know, so often people will say, you know, I'm just doing it intuitively and that's wonderful, but we also have so much conditioning and, you know, our own hurts and, and so on. So this is this is about also listening when you want to gather lots of information. And I think, you know, what I usually say to people as well around aware parenting is like, or, you know, do your research. And once you find that, just do loads of research. And once you find a parenting paradigm that really 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 resonates with you and you have done the experiments and you have really seen that it makes a difference then to actually maybe just pause and don't then read like every single other thing that every other parenting paradigm does just for a little while just really go all in with the experimenting and the observing because what I also find and I'm sure this is going to fit somewhere here is that people um you know maybe they're, they're practicing aware parenting but they're still reading all kinds of con conflicting um advice so for example with sleep you know aware parenting is really has very different um, perspectives and beliefs about sleep than most other parenting paradigms apart from hand-in-hand -hand parenting so what i find is that people can get really confused if they've got this information but then they're also reading you know for three other people about children being overtired or about you know sleep windows or sleep regressions or all of those things which we don't have in aware parenting that can add to really a lot of confusion so there's something about 
doing that research, finding something that resonates, then trying it out, like going full in, even if it's just for a few weeks and not reading all kinds of other conflicting stuff and then actually doing the proper experiment. So you can't really do the proper experiment if we're actually doing an experiment on three things at once at the same time. You know, this is my own background is, is developmental <laughs> psychology and research. And you've got to get the variables. If you've got 57 variables, it's, you can't actually find the evidence. So it's like just also playing with it for a little while and giving it a chance and seeing. And, you know, so the same thing, then you might have a go for a month or three months or six months, and you might actually go... <clears throat> No, do you know what? This isn't actually really resonating for me. I actually do want to go and start looking for something else and go and look for something else and then try that one out. But, but you know, just I hope that was clear. Like try the thing out. <laughs> give it give it a proper chance. Give give whatever modality that is. And I hope that it's yeah. rare parenting. But, you know, to give it its proper chance and don't read 17 yeah. other things at the yeah. same time because you're going to get confused if you do. <laughs> Does that make sense, Leo? It does make sense. It does make sense. Do you know what I used to say when I used to teach birth um, education many, many years ago? And I used to say parents would often go, well, how do I know the right way to raise them and something? And I used to go, go and hang out with your friends who've got kids and and watch them. Like see whose kids you like and see whose kids you, know, you can see are present or uh, connected and um, watch how they do it, right, because we do need guidance. We do need to see how it looks in the world, right, because, again, the books, babies haven't read books, so they don't know what the book's saying and, you know, every child is unique and different and, and I think it's really important to because we don't live in the communities really that we should, which is we're surrounded by lots of other families and we're all sharing and we have the elders and all that kind of stuff. We're often just doing it on our own in our own houses. It can feel really overwhelming of, well, this person says this and that. And so I think it's really beautiful to be around other people and watch and observe and find those parents that you go, wow, they, that really resonates with me. Look, they're really calm or I love how they're responding to their children. And what and when we watch and observe, it begins to help us actually go, ah, I can see how this can look so there can be such beauty in just in that being exposed on lots of other levels as well it's really you know I think there's so many ways that we learn within it and of course for anyone who's a new parent who's listening to this it's so full-on like being a parent for the first time is just so intense it's often when your second or third child come along um, you're a lot more relaxed because you're like okay they're pretty hard to break and you know they're pretty robust little beings and there's you know I'm finding my way of how to do this and work with it and and you know we often and relax the more children we have because we realize oh okay yep this is this is what it's like to do this to do this now but i think it's so vital that we you know we watch and observe and then keep coming back to war well, how do i want my child to be in the world or how how do i want them how do i want to be in this bigger picture of parenting and for me this piece on inner authority which is just one of my guiding factors of really mastering this for myself was what am I teaching my children? Because one of the biggest things for me when I look at if I was to write a list of well, what do I, who, who do I want my kids to be in the world or what are the values I want them to take forward from our family, then trusting their gut and learning to listen to their intuition is like so high up the list. And so, as always, what we talk about, children have to watch so they can see what happens. And, you know, we can say, I want you to be that. But if we're not living that, then they're, they're going to get this very strong mixed message of, okay, you want me to be that, but you're not doing that. So what are we modeling around that? And I have such a good story that I'm going to tell because I love telling stories about my beautiful youngest daughter. And this only happened a few weeks ago about inner kind of authority or inner knowing. 
So in her 14-year-old world, she had, uh, it was the weekend, she'd worked on Saturday, she was a bit exhausted from working and then uh, there was a party or at a dinner at a restaurant or something and she's like, oh, I think I want to go, maybe I don't and there's a sleepover after and I don't know and I'm watching her kind of do this, what should I do, should I not and she had to work the next morning and so I just said to her, I trust that you'll know what to do, honey, like, you know, you, you're you connected to yourself, I, I get you'll know what to do and so she's like, you know what, I'll go to the dinner and then maybe that's all and I'll come home. I'm like, okay, cool. So I drop her off at the dinner. And sure enough, two hours later, I was waiting for it. She, she messaged me. She goes, Mom, I think that we're all going to go stay back at such and such's house. Is that okay if I can go? Which is always what happens, right? Because when you're 14 and you're hanging out with your friends and it's really awesome and then you want to keep the party going, you're like, okay, let's keep going. And I said to her, okay, if you want to go, you're so welcome to. But remember, you have to work in the morning, honey. But, you know, I, I trust that you'll know what you need to do for you. You just listen to what your body's telling you. And she's like, yep, okay, no, I think I'm good to go. And I was like, all right. So I went and picked her up. And so we'll go home and we'll get a bag sorted. So she comes home, she packs a bag, and then I'm going to drop her at her friend's house. And so I was sitting there watching because part of me is like, you shouldn't go and have a sleepover (laughs) because you're probably going to stay up too late. You've got to work the next day. But I'm really into trusting what my children do to learn how to navigate, you know, who they are in their beings. And these experiences, sometimes these contrasts, to show them actually that's not what I, I should have done. So I was just waiting. I sat in this like trust of just like, all right, I'll just see where she goes with this. And so then we start driving like five minutes down the road and she's really quiet and I'm just, I don't know, talking away or something. And then all of a sudden she goes, stop the car, turn around. <laughs> I look at her and I go, what? And she goes, nah, let's go home. I don't need to go to sleep over. And so she'd been really battling with herself within it. And, you know, I have a saying with my kids, if it's a maybe, it's a no until it's a full body yes, until every part of you goes, yes, this feels amazing. And I talk to my kids about that, about everything, whether that's sex or whether it's, um, you know, figuring out whether you should hang out with someone or what you want to do, all the stuff, right, whether it's a piece of clothing you're buying. Like we want it to be a full body yes. And so here she is going, turn around, and I had the biggest smile on my face because I'm just sitting there going, yes, baby, yes. And then she goes, I only wanted to go because I thought I was going to miss out but probably nothing's been going on. I actually need a really good night's sleep because I've got to work tomorrow. So let's go home. And I was like, okay, babes, well done. You know, good for you. Good for you for listening. And then we went home and it was interesting because then she was kind of hanging out a bit. And I was like, do you just want to connect a little bit, babe? You know, now you're not with your friends. She's like, yeah, can we just like watch a video? for oh, a video, God, how old am I? Can we watch something for half an hour? And um, so we snuggled up on bed and we watched a show for half an hour and then she was ready to go to bed. And and then, you know, she went and worked the next day. And I was so proud of her. And I said to her the next day, I am so glad you listened to yourself. And she said, yeah, I was battling with myself. She said, but I'm really glad I listened. And I'm like, there we go. How powerful is that as a teenager to learn to listen to that inner voice, that inner authority, that part that says, you know what, this is this is a strong yes for me of what I'm doing or no, nah, I'm unsure, so I'm really going to listen. And um, I just was such a beautiful example of that modelling but also allowing her to find her own space within that to learn it. Now, there's been plenty of other times with my kids where they've gone and done something and afterwards gone, I shouldn't have done it, right, or I was probably too tired and they've learned the hard way as we all have right in in life but I think creating that space and modeling that again what does your body say what does your gut say you know and and you can say that to your kids from a very young age what's your body saying now what is your body wanting you know does that feel what's going on here you know one of the things we talk about often in um 
sex education for little children, which is protective behaviours, is about what we call early warning signs, which is sometimes when something doesn't feel good, can feel like butterflies in our tummy, can feel like, oh, we feel a little bit shaky and, and that's a bit of an early warning sign of our body saying, hey, maybe that doesn't feel okay and what do we do when we listen to that? Who can we go and tell when something like that's going on? And then we can also talk about those excitement feelings of when we're excited about something we're a bit nervous, like going on a roller coaster or something like that and what does that feel like? And I think the more we can help our children to attune to their bodies and that inner knowing, the more it's going to hold them, particularly through those teenagers and into adulthood, to really trust that inner authority, that inner knowing. And then, then when that turns up in parenting, amazing because we are we are tuning in and we are listening and we are watching and we are observing and then that helps us to develop that beautiful inner self and that inner sense, which is just one of the most powerful tools that we can have as a human. Mm, I love that. Yes. And I'm thinking that what go- that goes with is also really being aware of the ways that we are not listening to our child's yeses and nos. And you know, uh, I talk about in the willingness work is like really if we are frequently coercing our children, we're telling them what they should do and what they have to do. And we're actually not listening when they're when they're telling us a no or if they if they're saying no and we really for whatever reasons maybe safety we override that that we don't listen to their natural or normal feelings of outrage and and frustration and powerlessness because you know again that those are the kinds of things that lead to when they become parents as we're, we're talking about is them actually not listening when when you know some parenting educators telling them you know you should do this to your child and they and they're overriding themselves because they've been taught to to, to should themselves they've been you know that's what we learn we've learned from this culture to coerce ourselves and to do things that actually do not we don't have a yes for but we just do it anyway I mean it happens all over the place and I think that's what we're both so passionate about is like you know please never ever coerce yourself into doing anything even if it seems like it's really great aware parenting but actually it's a no for you if you should yourself it's it really isn't going to work because Mm. because that internal shoulding that internal coercion that you're doing that's going to show up in in your parenting. So it's really, really, really important to listen. If you have a no for something, if we're sharing something and you and you have a no, but you're like, oh, I should do that because you know that's that's what we're parenting. It, it's really not going to be helpful. It really mm. isn't. So please listen to your nose whenever you have a no. Mm. Yes, so vital. And and remembering that we're all fabulously unique and different. There is no one size that fits all around any of this. I mean, we both, I love this about us, Marion. We come to life from really different places a lot of the time, but we come to the same place, but we just do it in different ways. And we have really quite different lives, but, and, and that's, none of that is wrong. Like it is all perfectly beautiful for whoever we are in the world. And so I think it's really, it's so vital, isn't it, to just come back with what is what is a yes for me? You know, if I was to get quiet and tune into myself, does this feel yes for me? Does this feel right? And I think that can feel challenging for some people because we've never actually had the opportunity to do it or we've never been taught to do it or we've never been allowed to do it because we've had to outsource decisions to everybody because that's that was being a good boy or a good girl or whatever that looked like. We've learned and we've been conditioned to, you know, deflect to others to tell us what what we should do and where we should be. So it can feel confronting when we first start really tuning into, well, what does this feel like for me? 
And that can go even deeper into, well, what do I even like? And who actually am I? I mean, here we go. We're going to go deep into the the bigger cosmic questions, but part of it's connected to that as well. I mean, I've worked with many clients over the years who, when I say to them, what would you want it to look like? What, What would this be if it was amazing? They're like, I don't even know. Because I've been so conditioned most of my life to think about other people and keep everybody else happy first. I don't even know what I would want or what that would look like. And that can feel um, confronting when we reach that space. Yeah, because actually, you know, when we when we really connect with this is what I really want, this is what I really care about, and actually this is a really big no for me, those are the, some of the deepest places we connect into in ourselves. Like that's, that's like the deepest connection with ourselves. So, again, whenever we do that with a child, we're really supporting them. We're, we're, help, we're really seeing them. We're seeing them on that deepest, deepest level. It's so incredibly powerful. So, again, the same, you know, in terms of your parenting is like, yeah, to be asking those kinds of questions, like actually, really, when you're listening, is this a yes for you? Or is this a no for you? What do you care about? What's important to you? And that that also those big yeses, and when we feel that passion can also really support us when things are hard, because, you know, to practice word parenting is not an easy thing. So it's, it's having that connection with why is this important to you? Uh, and it may be, you know, because you really care about your child's long-term emotional well-being, or you want them to experience being deeply seen and deeply heard and deeply understood, or you you want them to have very few um, control patterns or ways to suppress or dissociate from f- their feelings. And having those yeses in mind of like what you really care about and actually what you have a no for, which might be, you know, the opposite of all of those things, that can be like your guiding light and, and having that sense of connection with that purpose and that yes can help us as like a, as a guide when we are sitting there and holding our two-year-old where they're having a big tantrum when we you know cut up their sandwiches in triangles rather than squares and going to actually connect with why am I doing this why am I sitting here and actually I could distract them and I could just cut the cut another lot of sandwiches to go no actually why am I doing this this is why I'm doing this and we're Mm. connecting with our deepest sense of purpose that is part of your inner authority as well is to know why on earth are you doing this why is this important to you because if if you again if you're doing it from more like you know I should do this or I have to do this or I'll be a good parent if I do this that isn't the depth of connection that we need to be able to really travel to these deep places with our children and to be actually be willing to do the stuff that can be so hard it's not easy listening to loads and loads of big feelings well sometimes it's sometimes it's not we Mm. need that deep connection with our own reasons for doing it not because someone else is telling us that we should do that yes 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 all right everybody so (laughs) where's your yeses and your noes you know, I, I really invite you to be like, okay, where do I sit within this? Do I am I really connected to my inner inner knowing and inner authority in how I'm living, or not? And if I'm not, what can I do to play with this a little bit to keep tuning in, to keep asking, okay, yes, where do I sit with this? What feels right for me? If I was, and I find for me, look, we all do it differently, but I find for me the best way to tune in is to get a bit quiet and to really go, okay, the deep inner voice inside, what would she say right now? And that's usually where I find kind of that inner knowing, that inner voice, that inner authority. That's that's where I find it. Now, that could be different for you. It could be 
in your little toe, could be in your head, <laughs> could be wherever it sits within you of where that, that voice or that knowing comes from. But maybe it's time to have a conversation and just see where it sits for you around what is in alignment in your life or what feels good or where that inner knowing comes from. Yes. And where are you, where are you doing things from a should or a have to? Because, uh, yeah. And where, and are you willing to actually drop some of those things? Because life gets a whole lot more wonderful the less we are actually doing things because we think it's the right thing to do and that we should do and we have to do it and actually more and more act from what we're really called to do and what we're willing to do. And mm. like life gets way more flowy and wonderful when we act from those places. It does, doesn't it? And here's the thing too, when we have more of that in our lives, we can celebrate that more with our children as well. Whereas when we don't have that in our lives mm. and our children are really in that, you know, trying to connect to their inner authority, then that can really push our buttons. Oh, you know, and we can come up against that in a big way. You know, if if we're not allowing that in ourselves, then often seeing that in child or even in another person, it can be confronting. You know, if we're really in the shoulds and have tos and and we're not listening to ourselves and then we see someone living their best life all flowy, we can be like, well, you know, it's not fair. <laughs> we can be really judgy or that can turn up with our kids as well. And it may be a little bit of a mirror to just be like, well, where is it for you? And what would it look like if it if you were more connected to that part of yourself that allowed that inner authority or knowing? It's a good thing to say. Mm. If you ever want to know where your crap is, just look where you're judging everybody. <laughs> yeah, I've really seen that a lot in parents, not the judgy thing, but, you know, who practicing aware parenting. And that means their children are much freer to actually just to say, no, I don't want to do that. Or, I, you know, and to be much more honest and not to just hang out with other kids that they really don't resonate with and not to carry on doing a hobby that they actually don't like anymore. And often it can be really challenging for parents because the inner child in them is still doing those things, is still cursing themselves because they think they should. And, you know, that's the paradox, isn't it, that our children are doing all these things because we're parenting them in different ways. And yet there are, that also invites the, the younger parts of us to go to catch up and to get some healing and to get to be heard about oh no I'm scared about what will happen to them because they're actually saying no or you know I, 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 no, I remember I don't know if I've shared this story I think I have a while back but my daughter a few years ago when she got to like 17 and and um she's a, a dancer and so many people in her world were saying oh you know you should go professional and you should go to um to ballet school and da 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 and just like everyone saying that to her and she just kept she just going to get going. No, I don't. I don't want to do that. And I, I remember being incredulous at the time and like wanting to kind of coerce her because I was like, if I'd been seventeen and someone told me I was amazing at something and I and what and why don't I go and do that? I would have been like, yeah, of course. Okay, I wouldn't have asked myself, is this actually what I want to do? <laughs> I would just be like, yeah, of course, I'll do it. I was completely amazed, but yeah, I mean, it can be quite challenging for us sometimes to go. Wow, that's. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I relate to that. I My son was an amazing footballer and, you know, he reached a point and then he's like, no, I'm not going to do it anymore. And I'm like, what? Why? Because like, you were so good at it. There was part of me like, I want you to be success. And then I'm like, he's like, yeah, no, there's no joy in it anymore. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then watching them follow what it is that really lights them up and where they love to be. I just, I, I see that in all my children, their connection to what is their yeses and nos 
is so strong and they do really they follow what it is that they love then they create jobs that with stuff that they love like really I just watch and go oh my god this is amazing like you are connected to yourself so you're you're float you're moving through life with that sense of connection of what is going to be in alignment with you not doing stuff because you have to or you should and I just I think that's I, I learn a lot from them, particularly my son. He's so connected to his his knowing that I it just wow really still blows me away. And I'm like God, I I want to be like you when I grow up. <laughs> I can say that to him. He's like, okay, mom. <laughs> yeah, but do you ever find, Lael? Because I bet you, if you do that and you actually look at you and your life, you actually go because I do that sometimes with my daughter. I'm like, oh my God, look at she and I. Uh, Oh, actually, I am doing that yeah. in my life when I forgot because I, I didn't used to. <laughs> it's like, oh, because you are too. Look yes, at you. true. Look yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's taken me years and years to get there and years of undoing the conditioning yes. and the patterning yes. of what will people think and this and that. And so there's just so much more effortlessness that I see within them, which is so magnificent to watch. Mm, isn't it wonderful then going full circle from these adult um, sons and daughters following their following their bliss, doing what they feel called to do, not being willing to do stuff that doesn't resonate, and coming full circle to what we're talking about, which is how parenting really invites us to actually stop giving away authority to experts still being willing to receive support and mentoring and get information and, you know, get more support when we need it. I mean, that's a different thing entirely. Like this isn't about like doing it on our own. That's completely different. This is about giving away our power and our own internal sense of, of what is a yes and a no for yes. us. Um, and like, there's nothing like parenting that invites us to do that because it's so important, isn't it? These are the, totally. these are these beings who we deeply love and we deeply want to, to, do the utmost for them so that they can live happy and fulfilling and connected lives and really understanding that how we respond to them does make a huge difference to that. And of course, mm. then it puts the, the stakes are high, aren't they? Because mm. we're like, oh my gosh, am I, you know, like, you know, is this so, you know, total again, compassion if you've got that, oh, but you know, is this going to help or is this going to hurt them or, you know, what's the thing to do that's going to be the most helpful? And you know, again, lots and lots of love and compassion to all the concern and all the fear. And you know, just the more you get to have those feelings heard, the more you are going to then be free. Because if if we're in that and we're like, oh my gosh, I'm scared, scared, I'm going to do something, and it's going to, you know, they're going to need therapy for ten years, and we're in that fear, we can't really be slow enough to listen in to ourselves. And okay, so what does resonate? These are the three different parenting paradigms are saying to do this, or that this is what's going on. Okay, which one do I feel called to listen to? first so that's why having our feelings heard is so important because the more we get our feelings heard the more we can slow down and the more we can actually listen to ourselves and the more we can be present to actually observe what's happening for our child when we do those things and then we can really be in that quality of presence that's required for that kind of inner authority and um, curious experimentation mm, yes so disregard everything we've said <laughs> if it doesn't resonate with you. <laughs> oh, I like the second part of that sentence. <laughs> yes, at the end of all that, uh, 
and now it could be all bullshit. So <laughs> do what feels good for you. <laughs> yep. And in fact, if you get to the point now and you go, God, I really don't like this aware parenting thing, mm. we invite you to stop listening right now. Feel free to press that square, that stop button, <laughs> and um, it'd be nice knowing you. Thanks. Yeah, and I hope okay. you find something that does resonate. Yes. <laughs> but don't leave us a bad review. No. Because no, we are really lovely. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. This is what I wish someone I had have heard many years ago. Do you know when I was a new parent, I think this is what I really needed. Yeah. I needed someone to be able to go, hey, you know, you do know. You just, you may have forgotten or you haven't listened yet enough to yourself, but you do know. And I think that's what I really would have benefited from someone saying to me many, many years ago when I was a new mama and trying to figure it all out. All right. I want to say one little thing, like mm-hmm. when, so if someone is saying to you, if you're listening and someone's saying to you, you know, whatever age your child is, you know, um, God, Leo, you told me, because you know what's going on in the, the big wide world. You said sometimes some parenting paradigms say, take the door off your teenager's room. If someone's saying mm-hmm. to you, take the door off your teenager's room. If someone's saying to you, leave your baby alone to cry in the car. If someone's telling you whatever it is, please just listen to yourself first. Really just listen Please. Yes. 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 One hundred percent. One hundred percent. All right. Is there any? What would you? What's your contemplation, Marion? What would you like to offer? Mm, if you were one hundred percent connected with your complete inner authority right now in this very moment that you are listening to this, is there anything that you would do differently, or any way that you would think about your child or children differently in your parenting right now? Mm, I love it. Uh, and mine, as always, kind of goes back to what were you modelled around this? <laughs> what was your imprint around listening? Did your parents listen to their inner authority? What's your story? Oh, oh I like that one. That's I like mm, that question. Yeah, what was modelled to you? Because again, I think when we look back, always when we look back and we go, oh, that's the story. And then it can allow more compassion for how we are because we're like, of course, that was the language I got taught. That was the language that was spoken in my home. Of course, I'm going to speak that. And so now I'm going to learn a different language. And so, of course, compassion, compassion for where we are, you know, for what we've been modelled. So, yeah, two beautiful questions to contemplate. Oh, All right, Marion, what have you got for everybody offerings. in the wide world? You've got a new yeah, offering. Both. Yes, we've both got offerings at the moment. Right at the same time, they're both wonderful. So everybody come and join all of them. Um, mine is my new signature, Aware Parenting with Marion course. Yay, which I'm really so excited about. So, um, yes, that's what's happening in my world. And Lael? Yes, I've got an immersion starting in a few weeks, I think on the 5th of September. So I've still got a few places left if anyone's listening to this, you know, in time and you want to come join me for eight weeks and look at all your stuff, <laughs> then come along. It'll be fun. <laughs> Only if you're in a knowing says yes. <laughs> oh, funny, funny. Anyway, thanks everybody for being here. Such a delight as always to receive all your messages. So please, you know, you can rate or review us and send us send us questions because we like getting those as in stuff you'd like us to talk about. Don't send us questions about my four-year-old's doing this. What should I do? We just don't have the capacity to answer and respond to questions all the time. Um, so thank you for those people who often do ask. But, um, yeah, if you've got another topic or something you'd love us to explore, we, we're happy to hear from you. So thank you, everybody, for being here. And thank you even more because we presume if you are still here, then you've got a yes, and uh, that's so wonderful. So thank you and so much love to you. 
Thanks for joining us on the Aware Parenting Journey. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Aware Parenting Podcast. You can find more about Lael at www.laelstone.com.au or find Marion at www.marionrose.net. We wish you much compassion and grace on your parenting journey.